From topping the charts to laughing, from investing 101 to owning the market, no jargon, no complications. So the most important thing with stock files is giving them as much information as they are. And I still believe to this day they just don't refuse to change because they don't want to invest or to have more money. There's not enough information. They don't have enough financial education to be able to make a solid, confident decision that okay, let's rather invest our money rather than buying groceries at the end of the year. Once you break it down to them, the advantages, the risk, uh, what it means for them in the longer term for the generations, their kids, they tend to be more willing to learn about it first before going into it. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. So a couple of months ago, I was meeting up with some friends at a restaurant to have some drinks and lunch. And two tables away from us, I witnessed something that I've seen a hundred times before. In fact, it's something that I've participated in. So you're out with your friends, the bill arrives at the table. If you're lucky and you happen to have a Petrus Mutsepe among you, that person might be generous and pay the entire bill. But if not, then bank cards need to come out and the bill has to be split. It could be an equal split. It could be people are paying according to what they've ordered. But on this particular day, I had a financial literacy revelation. Imagine in a restaurant about the power of collective action. Surely if we can split a bill to buy alcohol or food, we could use that same cooperation to buy property, to invest in shares or livestock. We could even create the stock for every month where we pay towards a member's debts. My name is DJ At Large. (laughs) And thank you for lending us your ears on the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. So on today's episode, it's all about why more of us should be using the power of Stockfell's to build wealth. And we'll be hanging out with Palisa Lengolo. She has over 10 years experience in the financial service sector. She's the author of a book on Stockfells. She's a business lady as well. And most recently, she was recognized in the Mail and Guardian 200 Young South Africans cohort of 2020 for doing some amazing work in the space of financial education. Palisa, welcome to the Easy Does It podcast. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, DJ Ledge. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I think it's such a great initiative from EE. So whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, before we get into this conversation about the power of Stockfells, right? I have a random money question for you, right? So if you were tasked with coming up with a new currency for South Africa, what would you, what, what would you call this new currency? Ubuntu something because we've got so much our main core in South Africa we've got Ubuntu with all the bad that is happening if we could buy everything with a currency called Ubuntu I think in my head I'm thinking that would be solving so many social ills I actually like that word Ubuntu I think it sounds better than the rand Ubuntu makes so much sense that's so cool and Ubuntu <laughs> Apparently, you have a monthly self-care budget. I was going through your social media and I saw this. So, what is a self-care budget and what do you typically use the money on? So, in the financial education space or the financial wellness space, um, we are always regarded as because just because you save and you invest, you 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 are stingy to yourself. You don't end money, you buy coffee and your whole you then you're not gonna be able to have financial 
financial freedom all of a sudden so i'm of the opinion that um the money that you work so hard for you still need to also spoil yourself as long as within your budget so i allocate money for self care where this money i can be able to either buy bubbles for myself go for a spa or a yoga class or whatever i regard myself as self care and um i spend that money on me just to say i'm grateful and i'm blessed to have money that i'm able to invest save and be able to spoil myself at times as long as within my budget so that the whole idea is is, is just having that line item of self care so that you don't buy coffee and you think you have broken your investment portfolio <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> i absolutely love that because sometimes we focus so much on saving and investing and we never think about you know you also need to spoil yourself a little bit so long as it's within that budget so i absolutely love that you you do that you know and one of the things palisa that i i picked up you know i've been following you for so many years you know and the one thing that is coming up is that you have this passion for financial education championing stock fells as a proudly south african way to save where does this passion for you know financial education come from well firstly with the financial education is uh, it's because um i studied finance and um i'm still a financial and investment professional uh, but what i did find uh because of where i grew up and as i compared the two lives like coming to joburg and the rural part of life i saw that there is a bit of gap in terms of access to information especially financial information between um those who are privileged and those who are not so privileged but also noticed something very uh, interesting also within the the higher lsm uh, within the professional space uh, that uh, if, no matter how educated or uh, professional you are doesn't necessarily mean you are financially educated it doesn't necessarily mean that you are financially literate and mostly especially in the area where people have access to information we tend to 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 take it for granted and that's why you'd see somebody earning a lot of money but still not being able to manage uh, their money because they take financial education or financial literacy for granted in terms of the basic principles that that needs to be placed in a, and then the more i spoke to my peers who are lawyers or accountants the more i realized that it's not a rural and urban thing type of lack of information there are people who don't have information but still are able to invest and save and there are people who have in- information and they still don't invest and save so they i saw that gap in terms of we do need to take financial education doesn't matter which sphere we are in take financial education and financial literacy more seriously as people if we really want to be financial independent and being control of our finances and that's why my passion for financial education specifically i started researching beyond just from the professional perspective in terms of how can this relate to a peer or to 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 somebody uh, in rural or somebody in urban who has a lot of money and that's where i started um, sharing the information uh, i was even there when ee started at the launch i remember <laughs> at the launch when ee started so i was so happy that uh, there's a institution that is going to be making all of this also uh, much easier for everybody so that's where the financial education came from but specifically for stockfells i grew up in a stockfell household my mom was in a few stockfells herself i saw how it helped her and to supplement her income as a teacher and also in the many ways that she used it so when i started studying and 
finance and I realized the power that is in within these traditional uh, money collections vehicles. And I realized that how much they're not being used to its full potential. So I decided to focus mainly on these groups to be able to assist them in firstly, access of information, then secondly, education, and then thirdly, um, formalizing them to be able to, to, to make their money work for them truly. So that's where the passion and the focus on Stockfields um, comes from. Sometimes there's an assumption that because you're a lawyer or a doctor or you live in a specific area or you come from some type of family that is wealthy, that you automatically have financial literacy. We we take that for granted. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love what you've said. It makes so much sense. And, and I'm glad you've touched on Stockfell. So on the Easy Does It podcast, we have a lot of listeners from Europe, from America, and they would have never heard of what a Stockfell is. So how would you best describe a Stockfell um, to the ordinary European or American or somebody abroad? What, what would you say a Stockfell is to them? I would say it's a group of people that come together to leverage on the financial systems. So they they come and put their financial resources together as and be able to reach a common goal. So when I say financial resources, it can be money, it can be skills, it can be networks, it could be access. And this is something that um, uh, we tend to overlook in terms of stock fells or investment clubs or saving groups that it's not just about collecting money. When you're collecting money, you're collecting money with a with a John, with a Tabo, with a Peter, that bring different skills to the group, that bring different networks to this to the group, and you leverage on that in terms of what you can do with the money, the skills, the network, and any other contribution that they can bring in making working together better and and, and most importantly, more of an advantage than doing it alone. Oh man, so it's the idea of coming together and not only bringing your resources, you could be bringing your skills, your know-how, your experience uh, collectively towards a particular goal. And I think that's the ultimate power of Stockfells. But I want to touch a little bit on the book that you've written, right? I know it wasn't part of your career plan. Do you remember the moment at which you decided, okay, right now I need to write a book? Because you could have given us a thread on Twitter or you could have written a blog post. You know, there's so many things that you could have done. Why did you decide to go with the format of writing an actual book itself? Uh, it was actually not my idea, to be honest. I've oh. never had an idea of writing a book. I've never seen myself as a writer. So I was just doing my own thing, going to Soweto, to different stock fells, trying to hear what their ills are what do they need from financial institution i was working for this other financial institution that was sponsoring the stockville academy that i was lecturing on so they were trying to see how they can serve them more and then i also have a i've got a small company called palingo holdings which which does financial education and is also an investment holding company so i was thinking the things that i'm doing in this company how come these stockfills can't do it themselves as stockfills so that that's where the idea uh, came from so i started uh, casually documenting what stockfills that i was meeting through this academy needed what's their frustrations what they can do so i was just documenting so that I'm able to educate them better, not to write book. But the universe has listened that, that, oh my goodness, all these files that you've been putting together all these years, 
how about you put them into your book? But I had never thought of that until Penguin came to me and was like, we have seen your work that you do with stock files. Would you be interested in writing a book? So at first I said, no, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my career. I've got uh, the Spanish education thing. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, it just sounded too intimidating to write a book. Mm-hmm. I think most importantly, also knowing uh, the social media that you live in, I was like, I don't even have enough following. Who's going to buy this book? Nobody knows me. <laughs> so uh, then they convinced me. They're like, actually in books, this is how we deal with people that are unknown this is what it can do for you we really think because you say you already have the information how about just put it in a book so that it's more accessible even where you can't reach and that's how i bought into the idea with penguin and then i decided to write a book and then they published it in for me and it has done so well for somebody that i was scared that is not known we are going for a third reprint so <laughs> so it is um, a good idea i'm glad i agreed and i've got big plans into it in terms of trying trying to translate it to other languages as you know stock files are very diversified in languages so yeah that's how the book happened it's a book that i've given away at youth money circle events it's a really great book and i think what makes you very different to other financial professionals is that you've actually spent time being on the ground you know sometimes mm-hmm. financial professionals are in the office and when they do engage with us they in suits and ties they're using all these big words and they don't just have a conversation to understand people's frustrations and people's issues and I, and I sort of wonder when you were Soweto and talking to people I mean what were some of the success stories in terms of stocks files like the most inspiring stories that you've encountered so I also had to do a lot of research now that I was writing a book on top of the information I already had but with the most interesting and stories that I came across because I almost went on a tour looking for stock files stories whether it was a bad or a good story and I had horrible stories and scary stories and wonderful stories at the same time having to choose because i went to eight provinces out of the nine just to find out how they stock filling in different countries and it was so interesting at the same time also horrifying because they are very that's the thing about stock fills they are so extreme there are very good things that are happening in the streets in the industry and then there are also these very bad things that uh, other people take advantage of the model of so specifically with Soweto, the ones that I would meet personally. So the interesting thing is always that uh, with stock fails is, and I always say this, is trying to change their mind. It is almost mission impossible. Telling oh mama that are putting a grocery together that has been working well for them to invest all of a sudden. It's like, who do you think you are? <laughs> coming here to tell us that so i had to put myself in their shoes i had to relate to them and and almost not rush them into turning from being consumers to say to more savers to more investors so it was always a gradual process and um uh, the main thing about stockfells is um is, is their core thing is trust so even though they already trust each other so when somebody from the outside is trying to educate them you also have to earn that trust in order for them to listen to you what you have to say so when i started with 
because uh, most of them were consumer stock files and um, I worked specifically with one uh, stock file that was very hard on buying their mayonnaises 10, 10 each. So I'm trying to get them to invest. So this was uh, this is one of my favorite stories in terms of transforming a grocery stock file to an investment club. So they, they were willing to not let go of their groceries, but to take 10% of what they contribute towards this thing that Palisa says works. <laughs> of investing so the most important thing with stock files is uh, giving them as much information as they are and i still believe to this day they just don't refuse to change because they don't want to invest or to have more money there's not enough information they don't have enough financial education to be able to make a solid confident decision that okay, let's rather invest our money rather than buying groceries at the end of the year. Once you break it down to them, the advantages, the risk, uh, what it means for them in the longer term for the generations, their kids, they tend to be more willing to learn about it first before going into it. So this specific stock felt decided the 10% thing. And then um, as they see that, that the small wins, like the, uh, we, we opened the Easy Equities account, for example. I think it was one of the few stock sales that I referred to Easy Equities. Um, and then we were like doing the forms because it was manual, doing the forms. And then they took part of their contribution and they agreed, all of them, that part of their contribution will go to this investing thing. And then they started. So at first they would be checking for monthly, how much did it grow? And then everything's like, no, this thing is like, you know, when you start investing, everything's still red, red, red. And then they, they started, they invested in a few ETFs. And then as, it, as they see, I think a month later, they started seeing a green. I think it was only 1% increment or something like that. That's all it took. They just had to see that this thing really works. It's genuine. Um, they're looking at the FSP numbers because, you know, they go to their kids and ask, is this thing legit? How oh, they have FSP number? Go check it out. Felisa told us about it and, and was educating about us in it. Uh, next thing, six months later, then they like, I think now we can we, we are okay with with increasing 10% of our contribution yeah. to this investing thing and then a year later all their grocery contribution was going into investing this but they had to do it gradually it's a small story but i find it uh, as such a great example on especially with the grocery or other consumer thing where they find an alternative for example they they started going out among themselves and we still like this grocery thing of us but how about we do it ourselves but make sure we, because we contribute so much for it rather make that money work for us like let's buy coupons for groceries or something like that but let's not make it the focus of our stock fell so in either way we are still doing what we are doing but at a smaller scale we are sending them the most money to what's going to make us money so i i loved that type of, of 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 transformation and that's the most mostly the approach that i use um with stock fells uh, that are not investment clubs but are looking into investing or to doing something beyond putting their money in something that they consume so i'm not saying grocery stock fells are bad but i'm saying that um if we are concentrating into transforming them it's not a leave your groceries why do you need 10 mayonnaise anyway how about you invest 
So if you come with that attitude, they will be thinking you, are, you, you think you know, you just want to eat our money, but you need to give them information, educate them, show them the practical, how this is going to benefit them. And that's how they transform. So yeah, obviously there are also big stories where you meet your property stock fells that have bought the land. I met one when I was doing research in Cape Town. Uh, stock fells that are turning into... Uh, investment companies they're doing it the right way getting fsb licenses so there are big stories that are happening that are not necessarily out there and that is what's unfortunate mostly about stock fields. i think because it's because 70 percent of it is still the older generation so they're not necessarily in your social medias to share their wins and then it catches some kind of uh, of, of airtime or some popularity to see the good things they are. But now that more young people are getting into it, we are moving towards more concentrating on the positive side than the negative side that has been out there. And I think that that first success story you shared is so powerful because, you know, you're taking people that are, are saving towards consumption to saving towards wealth creation and building. And sometimes having to convince people to take that direction can be so difficult. But I think the approach matters so much and how we explain the importance of investing and saving is also very, very important because sometimes financial professionals use all these big and confusing words and it's like, yes, confuser. And it's for the mayonnaise, man. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love that, that, that story. And that brings us to part one of our conversation with Pale Salengolo talking about the power of Stockfells. Keep it locked for part two easy does it that's how we do a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcast let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities